All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 22 of the podcast. We have a great guest tonight. It's Jasmine Nocentini. She's an NCAA qualifier. Um, to my knowledge, she's undefeated in individual events on the year. Um, she's got an A cut in the 50 free. Um, I think she's sixth in the 50 free and seventh in the country in the 100 breaststroke. She's an, she's our first international student athlete we've had, had on the podcast. She's from Italy, so we're excited about that, and we're honored to have her on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Jasmine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, growing up as an Italian and being a swimmer, what's the swim culture like in Italy? So, I think the swim culture is very different from what the U.S. is just like. I think it's very individual, I would say. We do have teams, but... Team events are not that usual. Uh, as far as I know, there's just one event that is called uh, Coppa Brema, where teams get together and you swim a lot of events in just one day and then teams get placed around. And yeah, sometimes maybe for national championship, they do care about the team score. But in general, it's very about you, what race you're doing. And then if you're doing a relay, yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's not as supportive as the U.S. culture is, I would say, especially in college swimming. Gotcha. For gotcha. Sure. And what's like um, the format you race? Is it like long course, short course meters? So um, I think up until um, beginning of March, in general, it's short course meters. And mm-hmm. then on March, the general, the national championships for seniors. And then from there up until summer, it's just long course. I gotcha. <laughs> What do you what do you think the biggest difference was uh, coming to America after spending 17 years in like Italy and Panama? Um, so I will say that switching from Italy, because in general, I think I did my big jump when I was 15, but I was just training in Panama. So I would only go to Italy for a couple months to race. Right. So I think it was definitely very difficult to adapt <laughs> Uh, I'm someone that it's really focused on my own events and uh, it's a little bit difficult for me to maybe, you know, on dual meet, stand up and cheer because I'm someone that is, I need to save my energies. I need to save all the energies that I got. But instead, I think uh, I, I was kind of requested and pushed to, you know, cheer at other ones and uh, maybe have a lot of energy because they will say, you know, if you have energy, other ones might be motivated from your energy too. And so I will have to care a little bit less of my energy savings and be there for the other ones. And a lot of time I had to step up for the other ones. And I don't know, I still have a lot to learn, I guess, mm-hmm. but I know that, that, I don't know, the team culture is completely different and it's like, you're not just swimming for yourself. Like you're swimming for everyone else too. And so I think that's something that I'm still trying to work on. I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. So when did you like start to get recruited to come swim in the States or is that something that you had to do to reach out Um, to coaches? Do you mean like competitive swimming? Yeah. So like, so like when did the coaches um, reach out to you and recruit you to come swim for like FIU for when you were first swimming? Yeah. I see. So it was a little bit, um, complicated I guess because my dad did all the work for me Mm -hmm. Uh, I was 17 at the time so I started college when I was 17 still so uh, I think my dad had a lot to do with picking the school and everything Um, he I think he put my time I don't know he found a way to put my times I don't know if it was in college swimming or something but he will tell me that what schools were contacting me and then helping me to set up the meetings even though he didn't know any English so it was very it was very intuitive I guess (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, and then I ended up like talking to different schools and he told me, you know, you live in Panama, you're 17. And so it would be good for you to be a school that is close to where we are. And so I think it was mainly because of that. I I had no knowledge at all about, you know, about how important yard times were because I only had short course times and one long, like not the greatest long course times. Mm-hmm. And so I think I could have definitely, um, I definitely had the potential and the times to go to a very fast school. But uh, I think this, since I didn't have any yard times, it was a little bit complicated. And so if, I also didn't have a lot of guidance. We were trying to figure it out by ourselves, but yeah, it was kind of like that. Yeah. I gotcha. So uh, what schools were you like, like list off like top five, or if you took any official visits to any schools or did you? Um, uh, so I didn't really have a top anything. I remember mm-hmm. I was talking a little bit to, I was talking to FIU, I was talking to FSU. Um, I did talk um, with, I think it was, um, oh my God, I don't remember that well, but I think it were like a couple months. There was nothing, maybe, you know, fast, fast. They were all very, um, I think they were a very welcoming team that made it feel like very, like a family, right? And I think my parents were kind of looking into that too, like having maybe, you know, teammates that will make me feel at home, even if I was not there. So I didn't take any official visit, but once I committed to FIU, I went there with my parents for a short visit, I would say, but nothing, nothing prior to that. Gotcha. So when you go to FIU to swim and you're 17, had you been to the United States before the visit or anything, or is that your first time? No, my first time was when I did the visit, of course, but okay. uh, alone. Yeah. It was the first time. Yeah. Wow. So what's that like being only 17 in a brand new country and, and you're trying to juggle school, swimming and kind of living on your own. Kind of tell us what that was like. It was it was very tough because um, especially I come from a family that it's very united. I come mm-hmm. from a family where it's just me, my mom and my dad, and we moved to another continent by ourselves together 24-7. My, my dad would just work online and they will always be with me, taking me to practices and doing what they could in a country that, you know, it's not like Italy or the U.S. where you have a lot of resources. Right. And so they always guided me through everything, took me everywhere. And when I had to, when I had to go to FIU by myself, it was a shock. Because, I mean, I knew how to maybe cook or, or those things, but being on my own and being so immature, because I'm someone that it's, I would say I'm still very immature for my age. And so having to figure out kind of everything and, I don't know, having to adapt to a language that I still did not talk very well, because I know Spanish. And so I will move with Spanish, but right. my English was not, was not good at all. And I think it was... It was very difficult for me. It was definitely very tough. Not really with classes or anything, but more having the will to wake up early for practices and try to bond with teammates because FIU is a very international school. So there are girls from everywhere, which is amazing. But it was very, it was difficult for me to adapt to, you know, maybe there's a girl that is from Germany, another one that is from another place and they all have different cultures. And for them, maybe normal is like something that is different for you. And then I think it was a great experience to learn how to adapt to a different setting, but it definitely took me, a lot. <laughs> right. I gotcha. So after getting to FIU, how different was the training from like what you're doing in Panama? So um, I consider, I consider, I'm still considering myself, I'm quite a green of an athlete, but back then I was very green. So uh, I was 
weird for me to having to do so many doubles and having scheduled lifts and dryland session and everything. And then um, such an intense training because I'm someone that before coming to Northwestern, I never had a full season. So my seasons would only be January, February, racing Italy to try and get times to go to the US and that's it. And so I didn't have any full season at FIU either, just because I would go January, February, big, uh, whatever it was to meet uh, CUSA conference. And so I, I was always getting like in the middle of the season uh, where the training was already hard. I didn't have any progression into practice. And so by the end of the conference or NCAA, it was really <laughs> so tired. But uh, I don't know. It was it was difficult, especially on my own. We don't have someone you know, to motivate you to be there. Like mm-hmm. you got to wake up. You have to go to practice. Um, but it was, I don't know, a great experience that I had to get at some point in time. And it was already too late as a 17 year old to figure that out, I guess. Right. I got you. So were you able to like taper up for like NCAAs and everything or like just the buildup into the season obviously wasn't as good since you weren't swimming? Yeah. Uh, I think that was one of the reasons why I decided to transfer just because um, I knew that I wanted to taper just for NCAAs and not for the conference. And um, I could not get that, especially because, of course, I didn't have a prior practice that will allow me to taper for that I will only train four weeks and get to a conference and then try to make the cut and then try to it was not mm-hmm. as now that I get a mid-season chance to do it and then I can focus on it right so they will taper, taper me from CUSA conference which was not a month from NCAA I think it was only three weeks and then they will re-taper me from the other meet and I will end up barely able to do a 50 and uh yeah that, <laughs> and very gotcha. hard mentally yeah right yeah. For sure. That, may, that makes uh, perfect sense. Um, so when did you decide to to transfer? And then what is your major at um, Northwestern now? Okay, so I'm going to start with the major. My major is uh, communications with entrepreneurship minor and marketing certificate. Okay. So I have that. <laughs> and then um, I think the first year at FIU, um, since my parents were always someone that, you know, guided me through everything because I think they knew that I was an immature person and that I needed their support and so on they always made decisions for me like this and so after the first year I told my parents not even the first year after the first conference told my parents I want to transfer but I couldn't because I have a national letter of intent which I was not that much aware of like you know of all the process Mm, because of someone that did everything on their own and so I decided to stay um, at FIU another year, but Nacho, uh, Ignacio Gallo, who was my coach at FIU, who then moved to Northwestern, um, left. And so um, we did get, uh, the team did get a new guy who was very talented. He was still a bit of green of a coach. Uh, I think he has an assistant position at FSU. Uh, a very talented guy, very positive guy. But I think I was a little bit like, you know, I need, I need um, to level up my swimming. I knew that I had the potential to be at whatever school I wanted, but I also knew that I wanted a very good degree and it was very difficult to find someone that, you know, will give you a scholarship, will give you a good degree and a great swimming level. Maybe only Stanford and Northwestern can provide you with like top, top degree and a good swimming level, if that makes sense. And so after the second season, I ended up having an injury in my shoulder and NCAAs and I had to not do the 100 free and barely mm-hmm. swim the 200. And after that, I said, I need to find another place. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Yeah, that's definitely a good reason. Um, uh, and oh, go for it, Paul. Oh yeah. What do you like about um Northwestern and like the Chicago area? Yeah. 
So um, it's definitely, um, there are a lot of controversial things there. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, Chicago is definitely a beautiful city. Evanston is a very elite type of community. Everything is beautiful, everything, but the weather is definitely not for me. Um, <laughs> no, as someone that, you know, with mental health issues, um, I'm someone that really, you know, struggles. Like weather has a big impact in my mood, in my training, in my motivation. If you're living in Panama where it's sunny 365 days a year and then you go to Chicago and it's raining, it's cold, mm -hmm. you're freezing, you know. It's it's definitely tough. It's definitely tough mentally, and I definitely felt that. So I will say the weather is not something that I like. But the opportunity to you know be in a very safe city and then maybe get to go to Chicago, with which is also quite easy, I will say. It's mm -hmm. it's that's something that I definitely like. Um, about Northwestern, I love the facilities. The facilities are amazing. Um, Northwestern is just a beautiful school, honestly. And other than okay, yeah, just having great academics, which is already known, but. Um, the connections that you have there, the professors and the people that you're able to meet, it's just something that it's an experience that I would say it's one of a kind. Just you get speakers there. I don't know. They, they, they're, they're CEOs of whatever company. I don't know. And then you get to talk with guys, with people that your age already have startups and already know other people. But also the professors are so nice and so available to just meet one-on-one -on -one and maybe, uh, reread re the material for an exam or whatever the ratio of professor athletes it's uh, professor students is very small and so you get to have a learning experience that is just extremely motivating and you have so many options and I don't know it's just I guess a, once I went to Northwestern I really leveled up my academics and my will to you know have a career after swimming and that's something that I always really cared about because otherwise I think I would have just gone pro or something so I don't know yeah I think those are the things that I like the most. For sure. I gotcha. Uh, what do you think contributed? I mean, because when you're at FIU, you were really fast. And now at Northwestern, you are really fast. So what do you think <laughs> contributed to those drops in time? Um, so, as I mean, okay, we're taking a little bit into the immaturity thing. I think as an athlete, um, you know, not having a full season um, definitely helped into building that up. Also, finding a course that I was comfortable with was nacho was one of the most important things on level of my swimming career. I'm also someone that, you know, uh, I, maybe I did not have good training blocks, but I'm someone that always worked a lot in their technique. And so being able to build up the training definitely helped me. I think at FIU, the first thing that helped me was probably just doing doubles. And then at Northwestern, what helped me was having a good coach and uh, having, starting to lift. I never lifted. I was someone that was very skinny, very weak. And I started to live with an amazing strength and conditioning coach. And I started to get stronger for the first time. And I was able to, you know, work details more. And then I guess after missing NCAAs last year, I don't know if you want to ask me that so I can, I can just um, not talk about <laughs> it. But like after missing NCAAs last year, I stepped away from swimming a little bit and, and I just went back to Italy and I said, you know, I want to swim for myself. I want to refine my passion for swimming whatnot. And so I just started swimming long course without any expectation, without anything, just working on my technique. I retook breaststroke because I can swim every, I can sprint every stroke, but I think most school just needed me in freestyle. And so I was like, I'm going to swim some breaststroke. I just need to walk away from freestyle for a bit. And so working more strokes and refining my will to swim and put the effort, I think definitely put me in a very good spot for this season. And then 
working a lot. I mean, I'm someone that watches a lot of videos. They watch a lot of races and I was like very focused on my technique, my underwaters, what I want to improve. Um, and then also lifting heavier, I think contributed to make me do a step up again. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely yeah. really evident. I mean, you had a great mid season. So yeah, let's, Thank you. let's talk about, um, the mid season invite at Purdue. Um, you won all your individuals that you swam in finals. The 50 free, you were 21, 59. Is that right? Mm, yeah. And then the 100 breaststroke, 58, 31. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, um, completely... yeah. Oh, sorry. Before you get started and dive into um, the races, me and Luke got, we got them pulled up videos. Would you mind? Um, kind of talking us through while we while we play the video on the screen oh yeah of course i would love cool. to i would love to cool i yeah. just wanted to save your words before you explained it and then you would okay. have to explain it again okay do you want me to start with just like the my general thoughts or do you want me to start with the video i don't, I don't mind um no just yeah you can start with general thoughts and then we'll dive into i got the videos and i'll share my screen here um okay if i can be honest i was not the happiest with my mid-season meet um i had to miss the hunter free and in fact, like the second day of my season was very tough, especially the 100 breaths at night was not the greatest because I got the flu. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, the morning of the 100 free, I could barely swim. No way. And uh, of course, our relays went down and uh, I was, yeah, I I got very bad flu. I almost had to go to the hospital. I had to be out of swimming for two weeks. It was, oh, it no. was, I don't think I've ever got that sick in my life. And so it was very tough. So starting off with that, yeah, that was definitely something that I was not happy about not finishing yeah. up. I think I'm someone that, you know, struggles to finish up the last day of races. But other than that, I was sick. But also, I was completely unhappy with my hundreds. I was uh, content with the 50s, very unhappy with the hundreds because um, I know I had the breaststroke or 100 freestyle? All, all hundreds in general, okay. all the gotcha. hundreds in this season were not as good as my 50s. And I'm really struggling with not getting enough practice in. I feel like to finish up those races, I will have to train more hours and train more on specific paces. And, you know, natural left for Ohio State. And it's a little bit difficult to rebuild that connection with another coach and so on. And so I, I think I was left a little bit like on my own to figure out some of these things. And of course, a 50 is just a sprint, but a 100, it needs a lot of construction and one to one with athletes and coach and I think I didn't really know how to approach my races and that's why I was going out so slow because I was so scared of not finishing the 100 because I knew I didn't have enough in the tank to finish it and I was also so scared of not finishing it and so I am yeah I'm definitely not very content with what happened but I'll take the 50s <laughs> <laughs> I got that, you that's crazy I wouldn't I would never guess that with those, those um those times but yeah. um, <laughs> that that's awesome you keep striving for more and more yeah. So we got the, go ahead, Luke. Yeah. I was just going to, is there anything you're looking to like, what's the main things you're looking to fix on the hundreds then you said more uh, practice, like any technique issues or like what's up so with those overall? Like I will say that I'm someone that is very perfectionist, like in school and in swimming, I'm someone that wants, you know, I know the potential that I have to get better and I need to have someone that can guide me through that. 
I don't like to be left on my own because, you know, I'm someone that does a lot of work on watching. Like I watched those, that 100 breaststroke at NCAAs last year so many times. I was counting the strokes and I knew that I was off every 25 with my strokes. But, you know, breaststroke, I'm still improvising it. I had like three years without doing it. So I was like, I'm just going to take it, feel it out. But also, you know, I have to figure out my breaststroke kind of on my own, my freestyle kind of on my own, my underwater count. I'm going to do my underwater. I'm someone that never did any underwater. So I would just watch, rewatch my video against Maggie McNeil every single day to see what she was doing. I was like, you know, she's doing these underwaters. And I was, I was staying at practice more to try and figure out how to do the underwaters <laughs> and how to do the breaststroke kick and how to do the freestyle, like how to use my arms. I have very long limbs. And I was like, I need to flow more. I need to do this better. And so I feel like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I... Yeah. I think I have so many things to work on. My underwaters are off. I don't kick enough. <laughs> uh, breaststroke coordination is always off and I need to train more. I know that I'm not training enough to finish the races. And I also know that other teams go a lot more into swimming than I do. And that's a very, very big frustration of mine. Like, you know, knowing that you can do something and having like a little bit of a struggle to get the practice in and get these and that. But I think there's so much that I still have to work. Like my starts are terrible. I don't know how to turn in breaststroke. Yeah, very well. So I don't know, not very clean overall, but uh, I'm, I'm improving. So that's what matters. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So when you say that you have to figure out on your own, did you say like you had a coach leave or something? Or- uh, yeah, like my coach, uh, Nacho, like he he could tell like how I was going to join a practice just by watching me in the warm up. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, I'm someone that yeah needs a strong coach to guide me because sometimes I just get very frustrated and I have some very slow days and very fast days so I need you know the motivation but I think it was a little bit difficult this season you know because we got a new coach like another a coach that was teaching another stroke to put in the sprint because we had like Nacho left in a moment where nobody was expecting it and so they gotcha. have to kind of rearrange the coaches and this coach didn't know me very well and you know uh it was I don't know. We have a lot of athletes in the spring group and it's difficult to get that one-to-one because Nacho had like three years to get to know me and three years to know my stroke and what makes me fast. And here I was a little bit, you know, I know that I cannot ask for too much. So I got to figure out by myself everything, but I do know that, you know, maybe uh, it's not, the, I don't know. It's not the rule. It's not the most common thing. Um, yeah. There's only, but you know, there's only so much you can do that you cannot really see from the outside. You know, I right. put a lot of effort into my technique because I know, it's the most important thing out of the practice, but, you know, floating well and moving well, but I need some feedback and I feel like that's a little bit of a frustration of mine, but I don't know. I think, gotcha. I think yeah. it's very difficult because a lot of people think, okay, I swim very nice in practice or whatever, but mm-hmm. I do know that I'm there trying to remind, you know, my elbows, my hands, are my fingers closed. But when you're frustrated, when you're stressed with exams and so on, it gets very difficult to keep your mind on all those details. And sometimes you really need someone to be there to know what you have to do, but my coaches in Italy know what my stroke should look like and a new coach might not, you know, so it's a little bit frustrating. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just kind of in that transition period for yeah. sure. Awesome. So we got the, I got these, um, the video these videos pulled out. All right. So yeah. we'll start with, okay, hold on. Um, we'll start with the 53, the 53 okay. final at, um, 50 free final at the Purdue invite. All right. I'm not as good as Luke sharing the screens here, but I think oh, no I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get it figured out here. Oh, okay. get it. Yes. Okay. Well, oh, we got our outline. 
Let's see. <laughs> I can't get the full screen, Luke. Uh, gotta open it. And then oh, it. there we go. Here we go. Yeah. Is that is that good, Luke? Yeah, we got it. All right. Sorry for the viewers, but we're getting it figured <laughs> out. All right. Here we go. From the top, Jasmine, just take us take us through it. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you might want to turn it in slow mo. Yeah. So we got Lane. What lane are you? Uh. Yeah. I'm the with the purple cap. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so I guess for my standards, that start was pretty good, but I think my starts in general, not clean at all. And so I'm always very insecure behind the blocks. And, you know, it's, it's not possible at this level to be insecure of what you do or like not knowing what you're going to do. So I feel like all my races are kind of like a trial and like a trial and error for you because I, I'm not completely sure about what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be there trying my best and trying to figure out. I don't have like a, a kick count set. I don't, I don't have a breathing pattern mm-hmm. exactly set. I'm just there, you know, I'm going to try to finish this four laps, this two laps. Let's see what comes out. And that's very frustrating for me because I bet, you know, top girls, whatever, whatever they're swimming, they know exactly what they have to do. And so it's quite of a frustration. You know, every race I'm trying to figure things out and, uh, and let's see, for example, I, I still cannot do a 50 without breathing. That's terrible. Um, but yeah, I think mm, also my underwater, I don't remember how many I did. I was like, you know, I'm going to still kick I'm going to keep kicking until I feel like I'm coming out of the water. And so <laughs> I was like, mm. um, my turn was not the greatest. I don't remember if I took a breath in that 50. I cannot really see it, but I, I might have taken one or two for sure. Um and then, I don't know, I think my kick could have been a lot better. I always forget about my legs. <laughs> I always forget about my legs. And so, um, I don't know, but I do have a great reaction. I always have a great reaction in my races. I'm someone very competitive. And so, at least I got that. Let me see what else. I always lose a little bit in my last couple of kicks, my fly kicks. I think they definitely need to get stronger. And um, I'm working on my pushes from the wall. I did see this video from uh, Todd DeSorbo or someone saying mm-hmm. that he really looks into the pushes from the wall. And after I saw the video, I'm always pushing harder from the wall, stealing as much as I can. <laughs> but I think, yeah, my touch might not might have not been the greatest. But I don't know. It was very good for this point in the season. Uh, but I always watch the um, the finals at previous NCAAs to see what they did different and try right. to steal as much as I can. <laughs> I gotcha. Absolutely. Well, that's the, I think that was the sixth fastest time in the country. So that's, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now for the, so kind of take us through like the prep for the hundred breaststroke. There was not really any prep for the hundred. <laughs> so um, like, if I can be honest, I don't feel like I prepared anything. Okay. Um, I definitely did not prepare 200. I requested to be taken out of the 200 because, you know, I was not getting the practice that I needed for 200. I'm someone that hates being unprepared in everything, you know, exams, swimming. And I read the fact that I get behind the blocks and I feel unprepared. It's the most frustrating feeling ever. And then, I mean, I don't know if it's ever easy to feel like I could have done more or not, but like really feel like I don't know how to approach this race. I feel like it's that's not possible, especially at this level. But oh, well, I think for the 100 breaths, I was just, they figured that I could swim breaststroke somewhat fast especially this summer after they did like a 21-2 or something 21-0 I don't remember and so they said mm, we need a breast sugar let's put you in the 50 but I need a third event because I was like you know I don't want to swim the 200 and so they tried to just 
made me swim some breaststroke. I will kick some breaststroke sometimes, swim some breaststroke sometimes. I didn't really practice a specific hundred pace. I was just, I was kind of trying to figure it out on my own, you know, maybe I can take five strokes, maybe I can take six strokes. In fact, I think the first 25, I might have taken five, but then I watched the video and I saw, I don't know who won it last year. I think a girl from USC, but also Anna Ellen, they were taking six or seven strokes. They were taking a lot more strokes than me. And so after watching the race, I figured, after watching the morning race, I figured, you know, my stroke count is too low to go fast, but in the night I was already feeling kind of sick. So I don't know, I guess, but yeah, right. not specific preparation. I think, I think I have in me a 56 or a 57 low, but it must be trained. Like, these type of times don't come out magically. You know, it's a millimetric preparation of the first 25, the second 25, like these girls go there and they know what they have to do. And I, I need to get there and it's going to take time, but like, at least I know that I can, I guess. I feel right. like I can. I don't know. And was that your um I think I read this on Swim Swim, but you can tell us if, if it's true or not. Is it was that the only third time you've ever raced short course yard breaststroke? Yeah, in fact, um I've never been uh I mean I was a breaststroke when I was like 13, 12. I would do breaststroke, I would swim everything. They would make me sprint everything because I could sprint everything. And so uh, I swam just like a couple time, a hundred breast short course meters and never in my college career. Cause they would just wow. put me in freestyle, freestyle. And so this year they put me in two dual meets. And then that was um, my third time, I think swimming a uh, hundred breasts in like suited, like suited was the first time. And then just like our meet was the third time. And, you know, it's completely different swimming in suited from unsuited. And I feel like I approached it kind of not knowing exactly what to do, right. but uh I think it was overall good. I was very frustrated with the night swim, but every swim, you, you don't know. You cannot know exactly, you know? Right. I gotcha. I got the video pulled up, so I'll have you run us through it. Yeah. Gotcha. So here we go. Yeah, it looks a lot better with the screen sharing than I was. Good job, Luke. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, lane, lane five, I think. Yeah, I worked a lot of my pullouts. Um, I trained with Kevin Hausman. He has great pullouts. And so I kind of look at him and kind of, you know, try to get it. Uh, very, very slow and controlled uh, uh, swim, kind of a 200 swim for me, just because I was so scared of not making it. And so also my turns are not the fastest, uh, just because, you know, I'm trying to figure them out still. I don't really know. I saw other people that turn up, turn right. I keep watching the videos, but I don't know, trying to figure out what to do. Um, also, I feel like the the last 25, I kept discovering that I had a lot more in the tank. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to speed up my my stroke. But, you know, it's very difficult when you go from one pace to switch to another one, right? Because there's not a progression. There's not a star going on that. And so I was getting very slippery. I was not grabbing a lot of water and I was just getting myself tired. And so I feel like what I have to practice is, you know, starting out with that fast pace that I have in the 50, because I think I ended up doing like 25, seven in the 50 and then 27 something, which is not good. Like I need to learn how to remove that fear of not making it and start off with a faster tempo in order to don't try to do it on the last 25s and then just get tired. Right. But it also needs a lot of aerobic practice and hundred pace practice specifically on me. And, um, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's kind of difficult. I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> for sure, you know, I tried my best and uh, it was still a good swim. Um, 
there's always that knowledge that you know more can be done yeah but i'll definitely take it <laughs> yeah so yeah 58 31 with the flu and the third time ever swimming breaststroke is pretty dang good <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. I am just, you know, very, very, very competitive. And so yeah. I'm never happy, but I took the, the 50 breasts and the 53. I was happy with them. Yeah. And so, you know, hundreds, a lot more work to put in, but overall, sure. okay. For sure. I got That's you. awesome. What else we got, Luke? Oh yeah. Let's, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you went up to Canada, I saw, and you swam a meet there to try to it looks like you did you qualify for short course worlds or did they not let you did it not take you or like how did that end up working for you i am still angry <laughs> <laughs> okay but um well okay before like after the flu um you know i got the shoulder injury from ncaa's last year and it's mm. been getting worse and so it it was good for me to not do it just because i could have not made it through like i'm not gotcha. like i'm just kicking right now because of it but the i went to canada which honestly was quite tough because it was an elevated place it was not too much you know elevation but i i could not breathe i was breathing two three times in a 53 but um it was not the ideal meet but it was difficult to find a meet that could fit you know with the team schedule because i'm someone that you know i'm not gonna say i don't go to a dual meet to do up my own meet just because you know i don't know i'm part of the team and the team really needs me in all the relays and uh if i'm done swim you know Maybe if it was, was like in Michigan or something, we could have lost the relay, right? So right. Um, I it was very difficult to find a meet that could fit through everything. And this was like a child, a children meet. And so there was these nine-year-olds and then there was me. And no I was way. racing. I saw, <laughs> I was racing alone and these kids were like, how do you go so fast? And I said, I'm racing alone. And the pool was not amazing, honestly. Um, it was some elevation. So I could, you know, struggling to breathe a little bit. Italy was asking for some fast cuts. And they were asking um, 29, 50 breaststroke, mm-hmm. which is all the cuts were so much lower than the, the Finaica, right? And so I got there and I was not, I did not taper at all for the mead. Right. It was, you know, they wanted me to, they didn't even want me to taper for Purdue too much. I was just, you know, racing here and there. And so I went there and I didn't swim short course meter for the longest time. And I ended up getting the cut in the 50 breaststroke and it was like, I don't know, but it was like at least top 15, if not less time in the world that wow. year, like that in that moment. Yeah. And so it was very fast. You know, it was, I think like 2.2 more than Benedetta Pilato or something. So they could take two girls and I had the second time in Italy and I ended up getting three seconds times in Italy. I was not content with my swims. They were, you know, not the greatest, but I had the cut. And, you know, I said, you know, I can work a lot more for Worlds. And then Italy called the team and they put together, they put in the team some girl, a girl that even had the cut. And they told me that, you know, I didn't race at Italian championships and that mm. they were selecting the team from there. Dang. You know, it's difficult because we had a school in academics like Northwestern and I'm taking a lot of classes to graduate early. It's not like I can go to Italy with a total, like a different time zone and just miss classes, professors. The professors do, don't really care, you know, so... I could not risk of getting a bad grade for that. And so it was definitely very annoying because Italy needed a breaststroker. Um, ultimately, the girls didn't do the greatest. Um, and so it was it was quite annoying that I didn't get like, selected. It's short course is a lot easier for me than long course. And so it was quite annoying. But as things are now, I know that I could have not made it 
because of the flu and because of the shoulder and so on. And so um, it would have just been nice to know and say, like, I qualify for it. But I bet there are there are going to be plenty of opportunities in the future, especially if I'm going to try to swim pro. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they so you got the time you hit that A standard and then Italy's like, oh, you didn't swim at our, yeah, our and championship that, meet and then they didn't take you. Yeah. And it's not like Italy was going to take, you know, a lot of girls. They could take two girls per event, and the time they were asking it was so low, and yet they said, "I'm sorry, no." <laughs> wow. This is, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because you know they ended up taking eight girls. One of them got sick, couldn't swim a relay, and I was like very close to her, 50 free time, almost there. It was like almost nothing, so I could have made up for that time too. But um, it was it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think with your time that you swam at that um meet in uh canada your 50 breaststroke would have been it looks like eighth eighth that short course world's the time you swam untapered at the with all the nine-year-olds <laughs> and italy didn't yeah. want to take it that's crazy and i think like the other one would have been like ninth or tenth in the 50 so that's that's too bad that they didn't let you go but yeah. at least it worked out with your shoulder yeah. and you been yeah. sick you know, it's already kind of tough to be a sprinter just because, you know, 50 breaststroke like Olympics, stuff like that. You know, it's not like it's a super popular event that you can swim forever, sure. especially like in, in uh, NCAAs. And so already being like a sprinter in those events, is, don't get that many chances. And right. so I was I was quite excited, you know, to, to try it out. But it's fine. I bet there are going to be more opportunities and just, you know, uh, at least my name popped out and uh these people that make the teams in Italy kind of knew that like, you know, I'm around there and necessary for future events and so on. So I'm glad that, you know, I made a significant step up the rankings for Italy and I'm a little bit more, you know, on top of the game, I guess. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. So that the Canada meet wasn't for nothing. You got your, you got your <laughs> exactly. foot in the door and you got some pretty blazing fast times out of it too. I definitely got also a lot of experience. Yeah. Again, racing, it's always good for someone like me that didn't race a lot, not a lot of experience in important races at all. So I'll take it. Gotcha. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, Go ahead. Luke. Okay. So for the future, is there anything like you're looking to change or like looking forward to after the mid seasons? Like you said, you're going to definitely look forward to training and focusing on your technique, but is there any more to it? Um, do you mean like this year or like in future years this year? Not, like going forward, like NCAAs and conference. So, um, I think after Purdue, I definitely had a lot of motivation in me to, you know, the flu was a significant step back. It was very tough. I lost a lot of weight and it was, you know, I had to build up the muscles again and then having the shoulder injury coming back stronger than ever. It's not like, you know, it's nothing it's terrible. It's nothing terrible, but, you know, already right. having to kick practices, having to modify lifts even more because I was already modifying them a little bit and um, having it very inflamed and not being able to swim. Um, I didn't compete at Miami because I was in too much pain. You know, it's definitely very hard mentally, especially when, you know, you're trying to graduate and you're trying to you're looking at these meets and then you're trying to make a, a summer meet for Italy. And, you know, it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, try and stay as positive as I can. I'm here with my family partially sure. because of that. The coaches knew that it was going to help me try to, you know, still lift with as many modifications as I need and try to still kick and get, you know, at least some water. Um, 
it's still helpful. It's just the most frustrating feeling ever to know that, you know, I'm already not training that much. I don't have a limited amount of time. I have less than 20 hours. I think I cannot do a lot of voluntary practices just because of school is so difficult. And so having this step back is very tough for me. But I was definitely looking forward to NCAAs. I think now I'm a little bit mentally not there. And right. also, uh, you know, maybe I might need surgery. It's minor, but, uh, you know, it's also something that is affecting my quality of life outside of swimming. And so, you know, health is always the first thing. And I think by now I'm looking more towards, you know, rehab, getting my shoulder okay, and then swimming. You know, I'll have plenty of opportunities. This season doesn't go, I can have another one, you know. But I think right now what I'm really looking for is getting healthy, still train, you know, still maybe – Still, I think in these moments where swimming is so hard, it's important to uh, regain your passion for the sport rather than um, just feeling miserable in the water. You know, I think last summer I was, I missed some snowballs for health reasons. I had very, very inconsistent season because of my shoulder. And so I ended up being very annoyed with swimming, not wanting to know anything about it for a couple months. And then progressing into it and regaining my passion for the sport was what made the trick. And so right now what I want to do is just, you know, be in the water, have fun, um, still train, of course, still train because I don't want to miss that. Um, be ready, but still, you know, enjoying it a little bit. And yeah. so I think, I hope that NCAAs are not cut out for me. I hope Big Tens are not cut out for me. But I also, you know, I don't want to be have to get through the races in pain because for me, getting healthy and feeling confident uh, in my body when I have to race is important. I Feel like I'm not going to perform well if I know that my shoulder is hurting and then I have to swim with it and I don't know um luckily yeah. it's nothing major so it's nothing like it's gonna get bad or I'm gonna cry you know, but it really hurts and so I really want to get healthy before continuing with my goals right now um but yeah I just know that I have so much still to do with swimming and I don't want to push it too much through one season and then having to suffer the consequences for the rest of my swimming career of it and so I think it's like a little bit like that. It's not the greatest spot to be in, but uh, I just don't want to, you know, to let myself down too much, I guess. For sure. Yeah, I that totally makes, get um, yeah, that. one day at a time. And we, we hope the best for you, for sure. Yeah, yep. thank you. <laughs> All right. What do we just got? The, we just got some questions. fun questions to wrap it up. Yep. Yeah. Usually just rapid fire. Just snap them off. All right. I'll, I'll go ahead and start <laughs> So, uh, what are you snacking on at a meat favorite meat snack? Um, I don't know. Uh, okay. it's a little bit. Mm. I definitely like beef jerky, and okay. uh, I also like these a uh, little bit. Um, I think there are some like energy waffles. They have like caramel and other flavors. I don't remember. Our team has them, but like I really like those waffles. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. What's yeah, the this... the best pool you ever swam at? your favorite pool both pools are in italy because i didn't swim international meets ever so both swim, uh, both pools are in italy uh the one where they swam um worlds uh last year where probably broke the world record one of the best pools in the world it's cool. beautiful uh, sorry last summer whatever and then also the pool where they do national championships in the winter is beautiful too is in richone very fast pool very nice pools awesome gotcha. Uh, if you were to pick one swim in your entire swimming career, what would it, what would be your favorite swim? Mm. Wow. This is very interesting. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so the first time I went to Italy in 2018, where I had to swim world juniors for, uh, sorry, Italian juniors for the first time, I mm-hmm. uh, had a 53 where I won a silver medal from being literally someone that wouldn't, like, wouldn't, wouldn't even qualify to regionals. And I won that medal. And I, well, I think it was the only time that I cried for a medal or for like a, a swim. And so I think it will be that. I got gotcha. you. Oh. If you could swim with anyone from the past or present, so you could swim with, um, you know, your favorite movie star that's that maybe isn't alive anymore, or you could swim with, you know, family or whoever you want. Who would you swim with? Um, so I would like to swim with me, but faster. I know it's weird, but I'm so competitive. I need to have a girl that is faster than me to uh-huh. be her. And so it will be me or even just like, I don't know, someone like Maggie McGill or someone like, cool. or a breaststroker that is faster. Someone that is a lot faster, not a lot, but like faster than me to in a way that I can measure them and get better. I am someone that is very competitive. And so nothing crazy, uh-huh. like another female that is built similarly. Nice. I, I got gotcha. you. Nice. Uh, if you had to pick one drill to swim, which drill are you swimming? Um, I really like the, for breaststroke, one pull, two kicks. And for freestyle, I really like the one that is with the high elbow. They just do like that in the water. Very simple, but they're useful for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. For sure. <clears throat> and who's the coolest person you've swam with? It can be um, just in the same pool or at a meet. Um, my worst meet in my life was with Federica Pellegrini, where I quit swimming for four months. We were in the same heat. And wow. I improved four seconds, like, no, sorry, I worsened my 100 free by four seconds, but it was the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I was miserable after it. <laughs> I quit swimming, but it was, it was, it was honestly one of a kind of experience, especially since she's not swimming anymore. Um, um, it was very cool. <laughs> I didn't even see her the whole race and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool story. For did you sure. get- did you get to talk to her before the race at all? No, I just got to stare at her a little bit and look at her stars. I was so young and I was like, I can't believe I'm among all these fast people. <laughs> uh, um, what's the biggest challenge you faced in your swimming career and uh, how did you overcome it? Um, okay, so definitely that. That was my biggest challenge. I think um, I was going from, you know, swimming in Panama, doing okay, just doing it for not even fun, just to do it, I guess. And then I kept improving and improving and I was going to make the world juniors team for Italy. And I got a little bit sick before the meet. And uh, uh, I was, I got scared for the first time. I got really scared of getting into these Italian nationals and seeing so many fast people, Olympians, everything. And I was there, I was 16, very immature. And I had no clue what, like, what to do, right? And when I had those swims, that was like the worst meet of my life potentially. I stopped swimming and for two months or something. And then my parents were like, you know, you have the chance to do college swimming. You know, you don't have to go pro. You don't have to make these teams. You can study and swimming for fun, whatever. The thing is that I don't do stuff for fun. Uh, I just have because I want to win them. And so uh, I thought I, over- I overcome it just because I thought that I was going to have fun and that I was going to. Mm-hmm. And then I just got back into it, I guess. And, uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> for sure. And our last question that we always ask all of our um, interviewees is, what are your words of wisdom if you had to tell one of our listeners? 
um referring to what specifically you know like racing swimming uh can be no, whatever it can be Anything. swimming it can be life in general just like some advice to give to someone i think uh you know i mentioned mental health earlier and i think uh you know mental health is the most important thing that you need to get right do you have to have like you know on point in order to swim right if you are you know uh if you don't have a good mentality towards the race you're not gonna swim fast if you don't have a good mentality towards a practice you're not gonna practice fast and prioritizing mental health uh you know can be difficult might not seem like the most justifiable reason to mm, struggling in practice but you know working on your mental health is what is gonna <laughs> it's gonna be the most helpful thing to you know be confident in yourself and approach races in a fun way and have fun when racing i know that when i'm terrible spot my races tend to be terrible and i hate what i'm doing and but when i approach things you know i want to have fun i want to get better i'm okay i'm confident and you know i'm just gonna enjoy it and when you're okay mentally you're, you're you're just gonna love the sport you're just gonna love what you're doing even if it's whatever you know so uh i don't think sometimes uh the importance of mental health is highlighted sometimes we just care about swimming more lifting more doing more and no sometimes it's good to just take a step back and say okay am i doing okay what do i need to do to get better and then you know work on it it's good to take a break and work on it and then push more with practices right and become miserable and then just wanted to quit or something or in whatever you know and just in life in general <laughs> yeah, yeah i totally um, get that that's super good advice i gotcha well um, i think go ahead luke close it out yep do you have anything else you want to tell the audience before we end the episode uh oh uh, uh, well thank you for listening i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right that's uh episode 22 jasmine nocentini in the books